Amen. Correct? Uh, we talked about the escape response. It's easy to deny that you have a problem. Uh, it's easy to run from the problem. Come on. And it's easy to, amen, take your own life. Amen. Kill the relationship, whatever it may be. But then last week we, we started to get into uh, talking about the attack response. And I want to talk about that for a minute because oftentimes, amen, people that get into conflict, one of the first things they do is attack. Amen. I was telling someone the other day that uh, when, when you know something is not true about you, come on, help me. Why, why do you get so defensive? Amen. Why do you attack so quickly? And that's because we have walls up. All right. We need to be peacemakers. Amen. I, I believe that the Holy Spirit is in us. How many believe that? Uh, tell our security he can come on in because he needs a word too, you know. Amen. <laughs> oh, he's in connection class? Okay. All right. Okay. I thought, all right. Amen. I just want to make sure everybody get the word today. Um, and so what, what happens a lot of times is that we attack. And when I showed you Acts chapter 6 last week. And, and the next thing we're going to talk about is litigation. Amen. Folk taking folk to court. Amen. Um, it happens. Lawsuits and things like that. You know what I mean? Um, and in the body of Christ, God says, you know, hey. That shouldn't be the case. We should be able as believers to get along. Amen. Now let me say this to somebody here today. If, if a person can talk to you about an issue, then you have a problem. And if you don't see your issue and someone points out the issue and you attack the person or get mad and walk away and say, I'm done with this then you got the problem. Amen? That's not how God wants us to handle conflict. Why am I keep bringing up conflict and peacemaking? Because God knows the direction that he's getting ready to take us in. All right? He knows that there's another level. Amen? That we're going to. And the more people that we touch for Jesus, the more people that we serve in the body of Christ, we will come in contact Amen. With people with different kinds of attitudes. Are you with me? I'm going to pray in a minute. I'm just setting the stage. Amen. Uh, and so it's important. Amen. That we continue to check our attitudes. Amen. For real. Listen, you may have been going through something all week long and then you came to church and then you want to take it out on somebody else. That's unfair to the people Amen. That's in the church. You may, you know, and let me say this, especially, now let me say this. If after church you go back to being who you are, then nothing really happened when you were in church, but you were the loudest in church. Amen. You were the one saying, hallelujah. Amen. I feel the spirit. And then from the moment you walk out here, nobody can say nothing. You ain't got no patience. Come on, somebody. Amen. You have no joy. You have no peace, and there's where the problem lies, saints. 
We are the light of the what? World. The salt of the what? Earth. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. You can't hide Houston. Can you? The Bible says that we are the city set on a hill cannot be hidden. So in other words, you may try to hide a man, but you can't hide. Tell your neighbor, you can't hide. You can run. <laughs> but you know what I found out? Eventually, we'll, have to, we'll run into ourselves. God's going to put you right in the midst of somebody that looks just but they 10 times worse than you. And they can handle you. Amen. Oh, I wish I had somebody. So as believers, you know, now I'm not saying that we're not going to get caught. I'm not saying that we're going to get it right all the time. I'm not saying none of that. But what I'm saying is what we have to learn to do is how to respond. Saints. How to respond. Amen. So let's pray and hopefully I can get into Hopefully I can get into uh, the, the, the key to peace today, all right? So we're gonna, I'm going to breeze through this litigation and murder. and then It's litigation and then murder, amen. And then after those two responses, the attack response, the escape response, then we move into the key to, what's the key to, to making peace with anybody? Amen. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Forgive us of our sins, clear our minds and hearts. Whatever may be heavy on our hearts today, we ask that we give it to you right now. We put it at the altar at this church today. We're in your house. Wherever we gather together as a body of believers, it becomes the church. We could be down the street, up the block, under a tree, wherever we are, in our cars. We can have church because we bring the church with us by way of the Holy Spirit, Lord. So we thank you that you are the head of this church in Jesus' name. Amen. And thank God. Let me say this. Um, although some conflicts may legitimately be taken before a civil judge, lawsuits usually damage relationships. Amen. And they diminish our Christian witness. Amen. And often it fails to if you would achieve complete justice, the Bible is very clear about these things. Amen. I don't know if you ever know, no, you know, I'm going to sue this person. I'm going to do that, you know, but this is why Christians are commanded to make every effort to settle their differences. And, and, and oftentimes we walk around and we act like we don't have some, come on, some differences. Amen. You, you may have some differences of opinions, and then you may have some differences with people and then we end up in a situation where how can the, listen to this, how can the, 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 the courts tell you how to take care of your child? Amen. amen. How, can the, how can the government tell you, amen, how to, you know, what to do as far as, you know, uh, making arrangements and visitations and, you know, I've seen this stuff go wild. Amen. I've seen it happen, y'all. And, and what I want to say to you today is that as believers, we have to know what the Bible says about this. But when we respond in our attack response, 
you know, you, you know, here's sometimes it's just good to say, you know what? I, 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 I think, you know what? Let him have it. You, you, oh, come on. You say, but, but no, nah, but no, nah, you know, uh, I deserve better or I deserve this or they shouldn't treat me like this, etc., etc. But I want to say this to you. It's real important that we learn as believers that we should not get to a place in our journey, amen, where we cannot, amen, reason, we cannot talk through things, come on, help me, y'all, amen, we cannot look at things biblically and say, you know what, I don't have to go there with you. Now, some people may say, well, you know what, maybe I need to take you to court to get you to pay that child support. I get all that, okay? And sometimes when these deadbeat, uh, when these people are not taking care of their business, then, then there is a situation where there are some exceptions to the rule, okay? But, but, but you're just trying to get that person to take care of their what? Their business. Oh, Lord have mercy. I don't know why pastor got to bring this up now. First Corinthians chapter six. Let's go there for a minute. First Corinthians chapter six, it's always good to get to the word. <clears throat> First Corinthians chapter six. And, and if you look at it, it, it talks about it even at the beginning. It says lawsuits are what? Discouraged. Now, here's the thing. The, the Bible is really cool because there, there was a, and I'll, I'll find that parable here in a minute. Somebody read for me verses one to um, uh, one through eight. Hmm. Wow, 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 wow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What does it say? Dare to go before who? The unrighteous. The unrighteous and not before the who? Huh. Read it again, Reverend. Back, back up, back up. Verse one. So hold on. So oftentimes our first response is to go to who? I'm going to call the police on you. The unrighteous. So it tells me that the Bible calls us saints. Did, did you know that? A- amen. Y'all. I'm Saint Derek. <laughs> Just in case y'all didn't know. Amen. You, you're Saint Arthur. Amen. You, you Saint James. This Saint James right here. Hey, he want to use a lad name. <laughs> All right. Point is, what makes us saints is our position in Christ. Amen. When Jesus paid the price on the cross for our sins, Amen. That's what He paid it for, so that we would be righteous before Him. Right, positionally. Right. But here's the thing. He says. When you have a case, come on somebody, against someone, he said, is it the first thing you do is you go to the law, you call the law on me, or you, you go down to the courthouse and file a, a, a lawsuit again? He said, no, why can't you bring it before who? Before the saints. Isn't that interesting? And, and, and the suggestion is as a believer 
that we should be able as saints to come in the same room together. Come on, help me somebody. It doesn't matter what has happened between us. We should be able to sit down as saints. One saint to another saint. And say, brother or sister, you know what? I didn't like the way you talked to me. I didn't like, I don't like how you treated me. I got an issue with this. I lent you $50 last month. Amen. And you ain't paid me back yet. Now I know you've been avoiding me. Come on, help me somebody. See, but what we do, you know, when people owe you money, they know you, they owe you money. And you know they owe you money. <laughs> You know what money does in a relationship? You know, one thing I don't do in church, I don't lend people no money. If I'm going to, if I'm going to give you some money, I'm just going to give you some money. I got no money now. Don't ask me for no money now. Just you, no, seriously, because if I lend you the money, then I'm going to look at you different when you come to church every Sunday, especially if you ain't paid me back. Did I pay you back? I owed you I did? Okay, all right, good. Because I had borrowed some money from Herd. <laughs> but what I like about Herd, Herd be like, you're all right, Pastor. You're good. You're good. You know what I mean? So, so, so one of the things I say to people in church, be careful with that. When you put that money dynamic in, it changes the relationship. And then the person may feel awkward. You follow what I'm saying? So if it's a gift, give it as a gift and watch God bless you. You understand? Not everybody has that mentality, but... And sometimes, you know, you got to assess before you give. Come on. Amen. All right. And so the, the order is this. If you see a person in need, you ready? Here's the order. First of all, you ask them, what did you do? That's number one. Number two, you ask them, have you called your family members? They're supposed to go to them, check themselves first, then their family members. Then you send them to who? The church. Amen. And if the church can't help them, amen, then they ought to go to the government. That's the order. But what we do today is we don't do any of those. We go straight to the who? The government. We want the government to take care of us. But that ain't the case. Amen. That's not how it's, that's not the created order. That's not how God created it. Amen. And so keep reading, keep reading for me. Oh, oh my gosh. Keep, keep reading. Just keep reading. Just. If the world is judged by you and you do not uh, uh, competent, you're not competent to constitute the smallest law courts, do you not know that we will judge angels? How much more matters of this life? So if you have law courts dealing with matters of this life, do you appoint them as judges? Who are you, who are of no I, I, I want to back, back up right quick. Alright? And I want to show you something. Verse 3 says, do you not know that we will what? Now did you know that? Did anybody know that here? Who knew that? Raise your hand if you let me see. Okay. We got two people that knew that. Okay. So when the new heavens and the new earth comes back, us as Christians that is. Not just black folk. 
Christians. We will be, angels observes us. They watch how we live. They do all that. But we will, in the new heavens and the new earth, we will judge angels. And so what God is saying here through this word, he's saying that, look what he said. Do you not know that we will judge angels? How much more matters of what? Come on, y'all. Sometimes we can't get along because we're not making the right assessment of the issues of life. We have a bigger assignment ahead of us. And if you give up in this journey, come on somebody. And if you throw in the towel, now you will be judged one day but for rewards, amen. And when you go to heaven, this dictates where and what you will do. Do you not know that? Amen. But he says that how much more the matters of what life? This life. Look what he goes on to say. So if you have law, I'm sorry, law courts dealing with the matters of this life, do you appoint them as judges who are of no account in the what? If anywhere we should be able to address the matters of this life, it should be where? In the what? In the church. Amen. We should be able to say, Brother or sister, what's your issue? Let's, let's, let's negotiate. Let's talk about it through the church. The saints are coming together to deal with whatever issues that they may be having together. And the church should be able to st- stand in between and help both parties come to a peaceful agreement. That's what the word says. Look what he goes on to say. What does he go on to say there? Go ahead. Uh, number five. I And that before unbelievers. So what he's saying is that we get so in an uproar, right? And we get so mad and we bring our situations before unbelievers. And we're asking unbelievers to, to settle a disagreement between two believers. Amen. And here's the thing. And if you are a believer, right? Dealing with an unbeliever, you have to deal with that unbeliever. First of all, when you hire somebody, you got to assume that they're an unbeliever. <laughs> Amen. Unless you see the fruit. But if they happen to get over one on you, come on. Amen. Then you got to find a way to be wise enough. Amen. To say, man, listen, I need us to, we got to hash this out. Amen. And what happens, saints, is this. I see this happen all the time. That we're asking the world. Amen. I've seen churches where the deacons put the pastor out. Amen. Or 
or, or they put a lock on the door and, and they got to go to court and the court decides whether the pastor comes back. Come on, man. If it gets to that point. See, and this is what was happening in the Corinthian church. They were taking one another to, to, to court. They were suing one another. And Paul now is writing to this church to address these issues. Listen, the church shouldn't have all these issues. Amen. Because as a growing believer, certain things we ain't going to trip over no more. Amen. But, but, but oftentimes, saints, we struggle with this stuff because we're not walking in the spirit. Amen. We're not yielding to the Holy Spirit. And so you and I have to find a way to go and listen, what I do, here's what I always do, especially when you get on the phone on them 800 numbers. Lord have mercy. I had one of them moments this week with American Express. And what I always do, if you can't deal with the person at hand, that person has a supervisor. And if that supervisor act crazy, then you got, he got a supervisor. And then you can take it to the next level, but it's all the fussing and cussing and all this other stuff is not going to accomplish the bigger purpose. And here's what the bigger purpose is. Your witness is on the witness stand. Amen. And whereas I may not see how you messed up, God sees it. And I don't know if you know this, but he's an all-knowing God. He's an all-seeing God. He's everywhere at the same time. And what we ought to do in the midst of whatever difficulties we may be having with a person, we must always be ready to preserve our testimony. Are you with me? Our testimony. Because your testimony means a lot, saints. Amen? So, so Paul goes on to say, he goes on, And look what he says next, verse five, verse six. He says, but brother goes to law with brother and that before what? Believers, verse seven. Actually then, it is already a what? He says, if you go to law, if you, you already lost the case. (laughs) Don't even try to go in there to try to uh, uh, litigate the case. It's, It's, you've lost Look what he says. He says, you've actually, it's already a defeat to you that you have what? Lawsuits with one another. Why not rather be wronged? Why not rather be what? On the contrary, you yourself wrong and what? You do this even to your, or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit The kingdom of God. Amen. Look what he says. Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators. Nor adulterers. Nor idolaters. Nor what? Uh, Adulterers. Infeminate. Nor homosexuals. Nor thieves. Nor covetous. Nor drunkards. Nor what? Revilers. Nor swindlers. Will inherit the what? See, that's what we're, that's where we are. We are in the kingdom of God and we are trying to make it in the kingdom of God. But he says, these people is in the same category as the person that's bringing a lawsuit 
against somebody. Come on, somebody. He says, since we, I'm sorry, such, I love what he says here. He says, such were what? Some of you. But tell your neighbor, I've been washed. (laughs) Permanent press, baby. Amen. (laughs) Amen. I didn't go into the, into the quick, quick wash. Amen. But he says, you were what? Washed. But you, and, and he says, but you were sanctified, but you were, okay, so watch it. He says, you were washed, you were sanctified, and you were justified. In other words, Paul is pointing them back to their new life. I don't know about you, but sometimes in this Christian journey, we somehow forgot what we used to be. Come on. Amen. But what we got to remember is what we are now. And, and as a result of being a new creature in Christ, we must judge our situations differently. Some of us are just passing by our Christian life. We're, we're, we're in it, but we're not in it to win it. We're, we're in it, but we, we would rather stay the same. So we come up with all kinds of uh, uh, excuses as to, well, now, see, my situation is different than yours. Your situation is different than mine's. No, if they didn't do this to me, I wouldn't have to do this to them. But I want to tell you something. You got to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Because eventually you'll find out, amen, that you have been washed. You have been sanctified. You have, now those words are loaded because it has the idea that you are no longer what you used to be. So if you are a believer and you can't get along and all you want to do is threaten to sue or threaten to kill, uh, threaten to do all kinds of stuff, then you, you got some work to do. Do I have somebody? He says, but you were sanctified, justified in the name of who? The Lord Jesus Christ and in the spirit of our God. So I don't know what happens to us saints. How we just lose the washing, the sanctifying and the justifying. And we go back to feeling just the way we used to feel. And we somehow act the way we used to act. And we don't want nobody to tell us nothing about what's wrong with us because we feel like I don't want to get in no trouble. I don't want to get in no confrontation. I don't want. Here's the thing. If I can't confront you, then we got a problem. Amen. Because then there's another spirit at work in you. All right. Then the next thing he says, um, after, after, after litigation is murder. Go, go to, uh. Acts chapter 7, this is what we do, this is, this is the, the responses to conflict, amen, people get divorced, people separate, people do all kinds of stuff, amen, uh, in extreme cases, people may be so desperate to win a dispute that they will try to kill those who oppose them. Kill their character. Amen. Kill their reputation. 
talk to somebody else about. Listen, let me, let me, let me just say something, okay? The Bible is very clear. And what we just read just now is very clear to me. The church is supposed to be the one that's litigating all Christian disputes. I don't know if you caught that. Amen. So if you have a contractual differences with someone, amen. The first place you ought to do is you ought to make an appointment with your pastor. Amen. Pastor, I got this issue with this person. I want to see if, if you can help us, uh, you know, negotiate, litigate so that we can come to a good conclusion so that the name of Jesus Christ is not defiled, amen, by our actions. Because how can we go to the world to ask the world to help us when the world can't even help itself? Come on, somebody. Amen. And when you, when you hold your finger right there, hold your finger in Acts, hold your finger right there and flip on over to James chapter 4 for me. And let me just show you why, why you're asking that question. Amen. In your sanctified mind. Amen. James chapter 4, read it for me, verse 1. Let me just, let me just help you with something, being that we run into the world for this and run into the world for that. The world ain't got, the world, I'm sorry, let me use good English. Uh, the, the world has nothing for us. Amen. <laughs> Look what he says. He says, what is the source of what? And what? Uh, among you. He says, it's not the source your pleasure which wage wars in your member. You lust and do not have, so you commit what? You commit what? Uh, you commit what? Isn't that something? A person, and listen, if you hold your finger there, but I'm, no, I'm going to use it from my mind. Okay? What's the first thing that happened after Adam and Eve sinned? Anybody know? What's the, I'm sorry, what's the second thing that happened? They fell into sin, right? And then what happened after? After that. After that. Give it to me, Valencia. Cain killed Abel over some crazy stuff. What did he kill? What did he kill Abel for? Huh? He was jealous. Why? Huh? Reverend, would you say it? Because they don't want to say it. They don't want to, they don't want to talk about the offering. Go, go on and say it, Reverend. No, 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 no. God did feel it was better. It, matter of fact, it was better. He brought an offering to God, right? That was acceptable to who? To God. Whereas Cain just threw, he just went in his pocket and he threw whatever he had. And God said, mm, I ain't got no regard for that or you. But here's the kicker to this whole story. Watch this. The reason why. Cain was so angry is because after Abel gave his gift. Now, it doesn't tell you the period of time, but let me help you with it. Watch this. The period of time was a long time. This was not the first time he had bring the offering. He had become, he had gotten to the habit of bringing the offering continually. But watch this. But when you look at how Abel was living, (laughs) 
Abel was living large, y'all. Listen, Abel had the best of the land. Come on. He had, he looked, see, when you, when you bring your best to God, you will look like it. Lord have mercy. You're not going to look put together. You, y'all come on. And so as a result of that, Cain starts saying, hold on, man. I'm doing the same thing he's doing. This is how we do in church. I'm doing the same thing he's doing. How come, why come I ain't got what he got? I'm doing the same thing. You ever, you ever seen that? You, you, you ever seen that? I'm doing the same. You, you, you know what you need to do? Don't, don't commit murder. Go up and say, brother, what you doing? Because you look blessed. Amen. Not only do you look best, blessed, but it looks like God is upon your life somehow. Because of the way you're handling your blessing. Lord have mercy. But Cain didn't do that. Cain immediately went and what did he do? After a while, he killed his brother. And that's the kind of stuff jealousy got in. Envy got in. Amen. Because that person was not willing. Come on, help me. That person was not willing to. Cain was not willing to do what Abel did. And oftentimes we think that if we do just enough, we're going to get in. And yes, we will get in, but you're not going to get in like Abel got in. Because the Bible says his blood is still crying out. And his witness is still alive today because he did what was right. He got what we think was wrong, but absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Do I have anybody? And so I just want to tell you that oftentimes people, they don't get what they want. So what they do is they, watch this, they kill your character. They kill your reputation. They try to kill your witness. Amen. But you have to be more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. You got to believe that all the good that you do will soon be repaid back to you. Don't you give up being good just because people are mistreating you. Look what he says. He says, he says, you lust and do not have. So you commit murder, you are envious and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. See that? In other words, you're a very difficult person to live with. Amen. He says, you do not have because you do not ask. He says, you ask and do not receive because you ask with the what? So that you may spend it on... See, you don't want to be blessed to give back to the kingdom. (laughs) You want to be blessed. Come on, help me. Amen. Everybody say, Pastor, if I, if I just, ooh, when I get blessed, boy, I'm, you've been blessed. You ain't brought nothing yet. <laughs> Amen. And you're wondering why things are, so that's where you cuss all the time now, because you're frustrated, because you're trying to figure out how come or why come I'm not blessed. But look what he goes on to say. He says, you adulterous. <laughs> Do you not know that we're married to Christ? So not only are you a saint, but we're married to Christ. You do know that. Romans talk about that. And, and, and here's the thing. Out of the marriage, 
God says he expects out of our lives. Here's what he expects. Children. Fruit. In other words, you and I should be bringing somebody else to Christ. Listen, if you're living a a, a for real Christian life, somebody's going to follow you. Because, watch this, just based on how you look. But then when you open your mouth, come on somebody, they're going to want to follow you. You're not going to always be complaining about what you can't do, what you're not going to do. and You know what I mean? Those type, Listen, let me say this to you. Your witness in church is just as important as your witness outside. So if you're part of a ministry and you're always complaining about what you're not going to do and who you're not going to do and all this other stuff, your witness is being ruined in the presence of God. Y'all with me? Watch what he says. He says, he says, ah, you adulterous. Do you not know that what? Friendship is what? How much time do you spend in the world? How much time do you spend in the word? I know you're busy. But if you spend that much time in the world as you spend in the word, maybe you'll be able to handle the world. Maybe you'll be able to handle the situations when they come up. Maybe you won't trip out when, when, when stuff start breaking and stuff start falling apart because you're spending more time in the word rather than in the world. Amen. And we watch so much TV. That's your connection to the word, world. Don't mess with your stories. Amen. And you know, you got a little routine. You, you don't mess with your routine now. Don't mess with your with your westerns and stuff like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> don't mess with your sitcoms. You know, some of y'all don't do stories no more. Amen. Don't don't mess with your sitcoms. Don't don't mess with your series. Oh man, don't Netflix. Oh my gosh, don't mess with your series. Cause, cause listen, but, but if you ever notice, right, how many, have you ever, how many of you have ever binge watched? Don't tell the truth. Y'all be lying. Y'all lying at church. Watch this. Isn't it crazy how when you binge watch, you got to watch the next one? Huh? Watch this. And then you got to watch the next one. And then you're like, no, 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 no. Let me just wait. And look, if you ever notice, right, it's 45 minutes tops. And you're like, okay, okay, okay. Next one, next one. And and then you say, no, 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 no. Next one, next one. And then before you know it, it's two o'clock in the morning and you're wide awake. Now, let me ask this question. Now, I'm being for real now. What if we were to take that time 45 minutes a day and put it in the word. And I'm talking about reading. I'm talking about really reading and understanding. Listening to sermons and you follow what I'm saying? I mean, I'm talking about really consuming the word, right? What do you think will start happening to you? Change is going to come. 
Because the word washes you. Amen. The word, it strengthens you. See, but he says, first of all, we got to repent of, of our sin of adultery. Because we're, we're cheating on God with the world. We say, I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't I'm, I'm good. But what does God say? God say, you ain't no good. You ain't, you ain't good right now. He says, you adulterers, do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility towards God? Therefore, whosoever wishes to be a friend of the world, what? Watch this. And you know what's crazy? I, when, after I'm finished binge watching, I'm like, what's the point? I, I mean, I don't know if you've ever said that, but I, I come to the end, I'm like, What's the point? I got an opportunity to observe depravity. Scandal and, you know what I mean? I'm talking about, you know, how people operate and, you know, but in the end, what has it done for your character change? I'm just saying. I know it's entertainment, but here's the thing. What part of you is it feeding? The messy side of you? Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Is it maturing you or is it making you more depraved? <laughs> it's a good question, right? He says, look what he said. He says, um, therefore, <laughs> verse four, whosoever wishes to be a friend of the world, I didn't know I was an enemy of God. And I've been praying and asking and praying and asking, why do you think Cain got mad? You know how many people like Cain, they get frustrated because they're doing their just their just enough. My time's up. Well, now come somebody and tell me that. How come, right? What was that buzz? I was saying something. Oh, yeah. How? Listen, a lot of us are like Cain. We're like, I'm doing what they're doing. Not that you're envious, but you're saying, how come my, my stuff ain't coming out like that? Do you know that Cain had to, you know, put a limitation on his Netflix? I mean, uh, Abel had to put some limitation on his Netflix. You, you, you know one of the hardest things to do sometimes? Can I, tell you, can I tell you what the hardest thing to do sometimes? Is to be true to yourself. You ever say I'm going to do something? Amen. I'm not going to drink today. I'm not going to smoke today. Come on. I'm not going to watch this today. I'm not going to go over there today. I'm not going to do this today. And then you find your car, your car heading straight to the liquor store. You, you heading there. Come on. It's nothing wrong. I read something this morning. They said that 
First of all, they said that millennials, uh, millennials are 85, I believe it's 85 to 96, right? They say that the millennials today are worse off than any generation in America. Watch this. They said that they don't have a future. They don't have savings. They don't, but watch this, but they have college degrees. They got student loans. But they will forever live in poverty. They have more information at their fingertips, but they're not the smartest generation that ever lived as it comes to life skills. So I started to say, man, huh, the world has fooled us. Can I help you with something? Can I just say this? The church is the training ground. When you show up on time, you're teaching your kids how to show up on time. Amen. When you uh, give, you're teaching your kids financial responsibility. Put God first. But I, I dare to do another study of the millennials who are committed to God. And their narrative is different. They have a savings. They have a future. Come on, somebody. You know why they have a future? Because they got God on their side. The, what the world can't give them. Come on, somebody. And this is where we get our hope is in Jesus Christ and the church. Why am I teaching on conflict resolution in church and, and how to respond and all this other stuff? Because when they leave your home, and they're dealing with stuff out here. They're going to know how to handle it. Amen. So there's nothing wrong with getting them into the house of God because they are different. Yes. New creatures, all of us. But the millennials of the world are so, they're binging on Netflix, Hula, Amazon Prime, to buy Pluto, and all these other outlets, and they're living a fantasy rather than reality. And social media.